0: Who wants to talk about hedge funds and what they are doing to the media? Welcome back to Not in the Mood. I'm your host, Daryl Moody, and that is our subject matter for this week. And we're talking specifically about a story in the news. That is the uh, pending sale of the Tribune Publishing Company, uh, the sale to a hedge fund known as Alden Global Capital. The uh, shareholders of the Tribune Group are voting today on whether or not to uh, approve the sale or not. And this is getting a lot of attention because there's concern that this hedge fund is going to take the Tribune Group and gut newsrooms across the country and significantly reduce the amount of content being produced locally by these newspapers. And there's there's a, the the concern is that there's a long-term impact to the communities that these newspapers serve. Uh, it's one thing to purchase a business and to want to make it uh, want to make it profitable, but the the community where that business exists uh, gets their information from the local newspaper. You got the newsroom in that newspaper. You're going to impact the product. And thus, you're going to impact the communities that these newspapers serve. And there has been uh, protests across the country outside of newspaper offices, including the Chicago Tribune uh, here in Orlando at the Orlando Sentinel. There's been a lot of talk, a, a lot of protests, and trying folks trying to stop this sale. And uh, personally, I've lived this myself. I, you know, I work for Cox Media Group, which up until the end of 2019 was owned by Cox Enterprises, was which was a century-old Family owned company based in Atlanta. Uh, and they owned, you know, 19 or 20 something TV stations, 60 something radio stations. And at the end of 2019, there was a sale to Apollo Global Management for about to the tune of about $30 billion. Uh, and if I understand correctly, Cox Enterprises still owns a minority stake in the company, 29%, but uh, Apollo owns obviously the majority of it. Uh, and this company, Apollo, Global Management, just in the past month, has purchased Yahoo and AOL, two of the older internet companies. So I want to talk about why these hedge funds target media companies, what they do to these media companies to to turn a profit, and whether or not it's a good thing. But we got to start off with some sort of a basic education on what hedge funds are. So our guest this week is Joe Burt. He's a certified financial planner and CEO of the Certified Financial Group. My first question to Joe Burt was, tell me what the heck a
1: hedge fund is. A hedge fund is nothing more than a way for an individual to make an investment that is generally not available to the general public. Um, you've got to have, uh, you have to be what's called an accredited investor. and By definition, an accredited investor is someone who has a net worth exclusive of their primary residence of a million dollars or more, or who has earned $200,000 for the last couple of years or $300,000 if they file a joint return. So as you can see, it's not, you know, it's not for everybody. And what it is, it's a way to get involved in investments that you obviously can't make on your own. And I'd like to call it, you know, since they've been around, it's kind of like a black box. You, you give your money to the hedge fund, and that hedge fund, um, oftentimes they write their uh, investment objectives in very, very broad terms, which means they can do virtually anything with the money. And you're trusting the people that you're giving your money to to manage it and give you a better than average return than you can get doing something else. Hedge funds go back about to 1969. 1969 was the first hedge fund. And, and the way hedge funds work is that you put your money in, as I said, and you sometimes don't know exactly where the money is going to be invested. The manager of the hedge fund charges 2% per year plus 20% of any profits. It's what we call a 2 and 20 deal. And it's pretty lucrative for the hedge fund manager. And hedge funds that have great reputations manage billions of dollars. And you, you know, take 2% of that and have substantial money every year. And many of them have failed in recent years. And one time there was over thirty thousand of them today. Today there's less than ten thousand. Because there aren't a lot of great managers out there. You know, the great the idea is I'm gonna get into the hedge fund and I'm gonna make more money than my neighbor. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose.
0: How does the average investor invest in a hedge fund? Because I feel like to get I feel like you gotta be a major average, player at that at
1: that stage. Yeah, yeah, the the average investor I mean less less than average uh, depends on how you define average like i said you can't get into one unless you've got a net worth of at least a million dollars exclusive of your home and uh, and then you you know you contact the fund and see if they're taking new new clients it's not something you can go to Charles Schwab and Fidelity and say i want to you know invest in the xyz fund they're private funds privately managed and the and the thing about them is that their reporting is very limited they don't have to, unlike unlike mutual funds or stocks they don't have to provide a lot of details to the sec so like I said, it's kind of like a black box. You're giving your money to someone or a company to manage that money for you to give you a better than average return. And it's what's called seeking alpha, which is a better than average return. That's what, that's what we call the investment world. We're seeking alpha.
0: And so who are the major players in this field? What are the hedge funds, that, that, names of hedge funds that folks may recognize?
1: They probably wouldn't recognize any of them because they're they're once again privately owned. It's not like you're going to say Fidelity or uh, Merrill Lynch or Schwab. They're privately held held companies. Uh, So chances are you wouldn't recognize any of the names. And I can't really tell you off the top of my head, because I don't deal in that area. I know what they are. I don't recommend them to my clients unless you take the high risk, and I don't have those generally don't have those kinds of clients.
0: And so for the, for the general purposes of our conversation today, we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, the Alden Global Capital Group, uh, their pending purchase of the Tribune Group, which is the Chicago okay. Tribune and a number okay. of newspapers across the country. Uh, why do we see hedge funds uh, targeting, if you will, media companies to invest in?
1: Well, I think what you're seeing is, is some companies see an opportunity that the asset is undervalued. It's, it's with anything. I mean, they're looking for opportunities uh, that they can take a, a company and rearrange it, uh, oftentimes cutting costs by sometimes merging what they want to buy with something else that they already own to create something bigger. Um, that, so what they're seeing in, these, in the two uh, circumstances that you mentioned, Darrell is, is an opportunity to, to take something and make it more valuable by restructuring the management, by making changes with personnel, by cutting costs, by going into new markets, by, you know, it, that, and that's what they see. The management sees something, sees an opportunity. Will it work? A lot of hedge funds don't, they fail. Some of them fold up and, you know, they give their, they give their investors some money back. Um, so, you know, there's, there's no guarantees that it's going to work.
0: Well, you talk about ways that they can make these companies profitable. And, and we're talking about the Tribune sale, You know, most people know that print journalism is not as profitable as it was in years past. Uh, And Mm -hmm. there's and there's a big uproar uh, against this purchase. Folks are concerned that Alden Alden Global is going to come in and take over the Tribune Group and gut these newsrooms and significantly reduce the staffing numbers in these uh, different newspapers. Uh, Is
1: that a good thing? Well, certainly from a community standpoint, it's not. From a profitability standpoint, they think if that's what their objective is. Now, this is perhaps speculation as to what their plan is, or if you can look at what their past performance was or their track record, maybe that's what they come in and they clean house, make it slim and trim, and, and uh, create a larger profit and make the, make the company more valuable. Um, I, I don't know what their, what their overall management objective is. Now, that's what the speculation is, as I've read it in the paper, probably as you have. but you know, And I can understand the, the fear that employees have. You know, you've got your job today, and somebody's going to come in and say, you know, we're going to do all this electronically today. We only need one, none, one newsroom in New York, and we're going to have the stuff printed. Uh, who knows where? And it's all going to be electronic today. You don't, you don't know. There's no way for us to know what their real all, long-term objective is.
0: Well, another but, exam-
1: but I can tell you, but I can tell you, as a member of the community, I'd be greatly disappointed to see the Sentinel go away. As much as I disagree with their investment, I mean, with their political philosophies.
0: Well, that remains to be seen, Uh, you know, and I'm going to use another example, and and this is kind of in-house, the company that that I work for, Cox Media Group, was sold at the end of 2019 to Apollo Global Management, and just within the last few weeks, uh, Apollo Global Management made another big move, purchasing Yahoo and AOL, and when you're talking about internet companies, Yahoo and AOL are basically dinosaurs, Uh, it's a $9 billion purchase, how do you make that make sense for investors?
1: Well, they see something that you and I don't see. They, see. they see an opportunity to take those two franchises and do something of value with them, perhaps with the, with the, uh, with the Cox Group. Um, we don't know what their investment objective is. And I, I can't speculate because I have no idea what their plan is and how to turn it inside out. But obviously, they, if they're going to pay that kind of money, they see an opportunity to make more money.
0: And so we've got these various players, these various hedge funds, you know, in that uh in that arena if you will, and they're kind of targeting media companies. You've got Apollo assembling all of these uh media assets. Where does
1: this right. all lead? Well, that's a great question. I mean, you can see what's going on with the, with your major networks, with the uh, with the uh, cable providers, with the uh video companies, with you know, with Disney, Disney Plus, uh uh Hulu, uh, it just goes on and on. Where's it going to end? Who knows? It's, it's an it's ever evolving thing, and it's, everybody's fighting for eyeballs and clicks today. That's what the game is. Because that's where the advertising dollars are going.
0: Well, and now that you've got all these different forms of media out there, you know, there's only the, 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 the pool of, of investment in advertising is only so big. And right. I think the problem is you've got all these different uh, forms of media. We're all kind of poaching each other in terms of where those
1: investment dollars go. Right, I mean, you, know, you look at the big players, Facebook and Google. Everybody's trying to get a, get a piece of that pie.
0: I think another story in the news recently that uh, caught my attention was this merger of AT and T with with Time Warner Entertainment. And that's right. TBS, TNT, USA Network, uh, combining that with uh, with AT and T. That's a pretty significant uh, move in in media.
1: Well, AT and T had to get out of that deal because they had they they were really when they bought Directv. Um, and trying to trying to compete, they they just overextended themselves, and they're, they they realize their main core business is really communications, and focus on doing that. And and so I think it was a it was a, um, a bailout move on their part.
0: So is it fair to and, and, and,
1: and the market and the market reflected that.
0: So is it fair to say that even though there are multiple uh, and many more forms of media out there for us as consumers. We're kind of seeing this consolidation of, of the major players kind of gobbling up these smaller players. Is that really where you see this kind of going?
1: That's where it's going. It's kind of like the railroads at the turn of the last century. You know, you have, you had 101 railroads and how many do you have today? It's the same thing. And they're all fighting for a limited, uh, you know, eyeballs and, and clicks and how do you deliver it the most efficient way? How do you prove to your advertisers that you're delivering? Uh, and with technology today, I mean, whoever thought you can have all the stuff we have today on our cell phone, right? I mean, 10 years ago, whoever thought about that? And who knows where technology is going in the next 5, 10 years? So it's these companies that are jockeying for, to, be in, to, to have the, the platform, if you will, and to take technology to the next level that you and I can't even imagine. But that's where it's going. It, it's an evolving, it's an ever-evolving situation. And it's, it's uh, survival of the fittest, frankly.
0: It certainly is. Once you're purchased by a hedge fund, you either turn a profit or you go the way of the dodo bird. So we'll have to see what happens with this pending sale of the Tribune Group and Alden Global Capital. Of course, uh, I don't know how the uh, shareholders are going to vote. But uh, like I said, there's been a huge outcry against this sale. But, uh, you know, you can't stop progress and you can't stop capitalism. And this is what's Going to happen. So we're just going to have to see how this all plays out. But uh, give me your thoughts. I wonder if you like the show this week and our subject matter. Shoot me an email, Moody at cmg.com. Also, uh, if you're not subscribed to Not in the Mood, wherever you are listening to us, whether you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Audible or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to us on, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you uh, follow us. Uh, that way you'll be the first to know when the newest podcast episodes are released. Uh, Once again, I'm your host, Daryl Moody. I thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.